This is a trigger warning. This megasode of Cafe Sophie briefly contains a depiction of fictional horror in the form of a loss of digits for horror and comedic purposes. This instance of trigger begins roughly around the one hour mark and lasts for approximately 10 to 12 seconds. However, this aspect of horror is discussed briefly beforehand, around the 59 to 1 minute and 1 hour, sorry, and 1 minute section of this podcast. It can be skipped and you can enjoy it without this brief interlude. Sophie is an unscripted interview-style podcast featuring a member of the LGBT plus community every single week. This is a trigger warning before our episode starts. This episode deals with topics of silliness, stupidity, and the most terrifying of all, musical theatre. Welcome to Cafe Sophie. What can I get for you? Um, can I just let you know first, I've got my reusable cup. Is that all right? Yeah. Oh, we're very, very green here. Don't worry. We will take your reusable cup and fully throw it in the trash where it belongs. Don't worry about that. Um, can I have a, um, a venti peach green tea lemonade with extra peach and extra strawberry and just a dash of ice? Okay, I got the word ice. Um... Is that okay? Just ice? Um, maybe with a little bit of peach thrown in there, I'll be alright. Some peachy ice. So I'll put that down. Some peachy ice. Um, could I get your name for the cup, please? Um, Lola Fierce. Okay. Lola Farce. Got it. So, Lola, um, you know, your drink is going to take a while. We don't really do flavoured ice here. So we're going to try and work that out um, just in the kitchen area, but Oh, you're waiting. Do you want to do a little fun thing I have every time someone interesting comes into the cafe? Sure, why not? Great. So if you could just move aside and I'll talk to the person behind you. Um... <laughs> oh, oh no, they've walked out the door. Never mind. Okay. Ah, uh, so Lowell, um, I do this little fun thing called Expresso Yourself. It's sort of a little game where I just ask you some generic questions about yourself with a few fun ones thrown in, because I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of people in this coffee shop listen in to the conversations I have with um, other customers. Honestly, I would not pay by card. It is 
you're, you're fully gonna get identity theft. Fully, because that is the most common thing people love to do, is listen to other people's conversations and then try and put their two pence in where they're not meant, because they don't even know what the rest of the conversation's about. Exactly, you get it. Lowell, you've been around. So, um, where are you from, Lowell? I'm from Paisley, in Renfrewshire. Oh. A lovely little um, town, just where the airport is, where the planes fly in the air. Ah, so there's like an easy escape route. Yeah. On a wee easy jet. Hilarious. So, Lowell, um, what are you known for doing? What are you known for? Um, I'm known for being a drag queen who sings, dances, acts, writes her own original music um, and um, likes to sing some songs by a very famous ponytail diva called Ariana Grande quite a lot. But um, it's fun to just get out there and break free from that person that you are and live your fantasy. Wonderful. Okay, so what kind of songs do you do? Are you fully cover artists or do you have your, you know only music you might plug incessantly everywhere you go. You know, I do like to do some cover songs. I don't mind a wee um, Proud Mary and a wee um, uh, Ariana Grande moment or a Lady Gaga or a Beyonce, anything like that. But, you know, I am a very good gal who likes to write her own songs. Like, um, I have a song called Losing Myself, Festive Cheer, a whole entire album called Out of the Box, which is available now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, anywhere you can stream and download your music now. I mean, I really think this is the music that you should be playing in this coffee shop. It would maybe just brighten up the day and make everyone feel a little bit more fierce and fabulous. Wow, I got practically no words that you said in that entire sentence. Um, so what is one of the things you are proud of being a musical drag queen? Um, one of the things I'm proud of is, I mean, as you know, probably like this past year, we've been in a, a lockdown here and there on and off then and again. Um, and the very first lockdown, um, I was meant to have an album come out towards the end of last year that doesn't come out to this year. But um, last year, I took all those unreleased songs of mine that I had and I put them all together and I created an album all by myself. I um, made every single instrumental, mixed every single track, made the artwork, styled the hair, did everything for it and put it all together. And that's probably something I'm most proud of because I can say that I did everything for it and something that I never thought I could do because I pushed myself outside of my comfort zone to kind of try things that I'd never done before and use the skills that I'd learned before when I was a wee youngster down at the college down in Greenock and studying some um, musical technology. That wasn't technology, it was more performance, but you know what. Again, didn't get a single word of that. Um, how about you tell me, what was the most um, challenging part of that entire process of releasing your own album? Um, the most challenging part of that process was trying to um, build all the tracks together at first because it was something I'd never done before and it was a new kind of um, step for me because I was used to writing the song and then someone else made the instrumental and then I recorded the song and then the song came out and it kind of went like that but um, this was a new process where that um, other person wasn't there, there was no middleman, it was kind of just me and um, me and the songs so that was kind of a challenge itself but 
probably then if I think now even more the biggest challenge was trying to release it in a pandemic because you missed so much of the performance element to it you didn't have any gigs and all that so it was very much the only way you had to promote things was online and social media and there's only so many times you can share things before you think I'm annoying people is it too much so I'm like do you know what I'm very excited hopefully in the year to be able to bring out an album that I might get to perform on stages and have fun with people singing along that sounds wonderful so what is something that you strive towards when you're making new music um, something I strive towards making new music is being able to like find the kind of relatable factors for people making people be able to like kind of relate to them and find some catchy songs too and stuff like that like I have um, a song called Losing Myself which is all about um, the kind of difference between me personally doing drag and the person I am in drag and the person I am out of drag which a lot of people came to me and messaged me and stuff like that and told me their stories and things of how they related to the song really well because they had been through that part where they had struggled to decide not decide such but to discover who they were really truly because drag had like taken over so things like that and also just kind of having those moments to make people smile and be able to just be themselves that's what like fierce and fabulous is all about just being yourself have fun and just be fierce and fabulous because that's what you got to be so you mentioned that um the song losing yourself was about both being in and out of drag and how that affects you how does that affect you more specifically in your daily life well i would say now um after having like realize a lot of things i would always say now it's much more um, a bigger personality and a bigger version of who i am out of drag is what i am in drag so for me nowadays it doesn't really affect as much as it maybe did before when i used to do like my first job and i kind of i, I want to say like an old man's pub more like a local pub and all this thing kind of more then was it more of a um effect thing where you were kind of people didn't really understand who you were and people didn't get the concept of drag and things like that but now working in um, environments that people get it and um, also now because it's much more mainstreaming elements with tv shows and things like that um people understand it a bit more and things like that so like i have people in like my work right now and all that that have like bought t-shirts and like streamed music are excited for when shows come back to go and see the shows and things like that so i feel like now i just treat it as you know what i'm just gonna be mean have fun and do it because i want to do it and love it and that's where the whole factor of i'm like do you know what i didn't actually lose myself at all i just discovered that Lola was this bigger person of who I really am. I just got to be it without feeling like I was judged and I kind of then tried to incorporate that in my day-to-day life by being like, do you know what? I'm going to be like that all the time, but I'm just not going to have a ponytail or a pair of six-inch slippers on to do it. Mm. So how did you become a bigger person? I assume you wore them stilts. That's how you became a physically bigger person. That one and uh, just eating. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm a bigger gal here, um, but um, no, do you know what you put on Sisters and you kind of, the bigger personality is much more just a lot more lively and adventurous and a lot more kind of um, not scared to push themselves to go outside their comfort zone of it. So that's the kind of um, way that I get to be that bigger personality of it. And I also just get to wear bigger, brighter things and um, wear big hair, wear um, big makeup and all these things and get to wear some sequins and look dazzling and sparkling wonderful 
So here's a question I've been wanting to ask you the entire time that you've been standing in front of me in this coffee shop. What uh-huh. inspires you? What inspires me? I would say a lot of things that inspire me are things like um, there's a musical called Kinky Boots, if you've ever heard of it. Um, and that's On Kai Boots? Kai yes. Boots. Ah, yes. No, I went to Boots the other day and it was fairly kinky, I, I, if I remember correctly. Those skincare products. Mm. They are, but it's so one of those lotions things. and powders. <laughs> it's one of those you find the sex in the hair, um, and I feel like that show just inspires me a lot because it really got me into learning that I could just be whoever I wanted to be and do what I wanted to do and um, kind of just grow as a person. I feel, um, and I also feel like um, there's a lot of people. Um, around me that I have like great people that inspire me and things like that like a amazing family and friends to support so one person that really inspires me is my drag mother um, because she's like someone who I really look up to and am inspired by but when we became like a drag family it was nice to be able to learn and grow from this person and she's taught me a lot of things she's always there to see if something works something doesn't work and I think that's the thing having that honest advice there to be able to say this works that doesn't work just don't even go there with that one because that's not that's not going to work. It's um, a good part of advice. So um, having CJ Banks as um, a drag mother and someone that I look up to is something that really inspires me a lot. And of course, I wouldn't say I'm not inspired by the ponytail gal Ariana Grande herself because her music just makes me smile and getting to perform her just brings me so much joy and so much like happiness because I'm getting to live a fantasy. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your drag mother. Um, you said you looked up to her. How much? How much taller is she? Um, she's actually smaller. <laughs> smaller so than me. Do you like lie on the floor every time you look up to her? That's the only thing I can see of doing that. Okay. I try now, and kneel down for her. Kneel down or squat. Now, hard-hitting questions. Are you ready? Just the first thought comes into your head. Okay. Coca Pepsi. Coke. Okay. Okay. Um, wow, I wasn't expecting us to get this dark so soon. Conversation. Okay. So, tell me, what are you most proud of you have done? Um, apart from my album, I would say things that I'm most proud of that I've done. Do you know what? See, doing um, a pageant that I was part of um, called Suck You with a person that um, was very very popular but she only got to the second place I know she should have probably won but hey you're saying it not around. me a random barista in a cafe you know I know do you know what if you met Sophie Sophia you would probably go that's a drag queen I never want to see again because she's just probably not as fierce as Lola Fierce <laughs> but um Really? Well, like, even in the types of names, it sounds like you are maybe the benchmark and she is slightly above you in some way. Unbiased opinion, of course. Anyway, moving on. So what is something you're not proud of that you have done? Um, something I'm not proud of that I've done. Do you know what? There is times in your early drag career that you maybe make choices and there's maybe people that are there to um, offer help and support but um, it's not maybe as much as help support that you think it is so probably there's early on a a few choices and things that I maybe jumped on a bandwagon before but you learn and grow as an artist to learn and see that these things um, 
weren't as good back then, but I'm very glad that um, I have grown as an artist and um, built myself up to be able to now know exactly where I am, what I want to do and where I want to go. So probably I would say, even though there was times that was maybe odd, bad choices and things, um, I'm very proud of who I've become now and the artist that I've grown to be. And um, only other one bad choice I would say was thinking that Bring It On was a very good... Um, comedy to work with for a comedy challenge because um, you all know that apart from spirit fingers not much else is funny so um yeah that was a choice and a half but you know what you learn from it and you grow for it and that's the thing i didn't let bring it on face me i just prayed for my life like kesha says and kept going to the following week until i just said crack open that fire exit i ain't playing anymore and i left <laughs> i didn't leave i left the following week but that was the joke because i didn't get my call into it again not a word that went through so you've mentioned about some of the stuff you're known for what is something you want people to know about you? Um, Something I would say I want people to know about me is like just being able to be yourself and feel inspired like you can be you. A lot of things I'd say I'd like to know for is the music um, that I um, write and create because that's something I'm very, very proud of. Things like that and hopefully one day maybe able to get to play Lola um, herself in Kinky Boots um, which could have potentially happened um, last year but obviously the world fell to shit so that didn't um, but do you know what those are things like being proud to be able to do that also being the first um, suck of all stars winner and the only one for time right now hopefully <laughs> um, like winning that in the first year and um, like winning the very first time I ever sung in drag was something that I was amazing for so getting to be a gal that runs about and sings her own songs all the time. I feel that's something I'm very known for, for being a, a lucid as some people say, of um, Glasgow. Wow. I feel like you completely ignored the question I asked and answered it your own way. And that's what it's about, talking to strangers in a cafe. It's asking the question you want to hear, not the question you heard. Anyway, um, so that was Espresso Yourself. Um, I'm just going to go quickly into the back and, you know, cry. As you do. Oh. Got some bad news. I spoke to the chef in the kitchen about your um, frozen pizza. And um, I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of gays who like frozen coffee. And he essentially said that all the ice was being used for that. So we're trying to figure out a way of turning a peach into coffee. Um, There's some kind of necromantic science going on behind me that explains the flashes. Um, But in the meantime, uh, would you like to like continue our conversation? You know, I I, I don't mind continuing this little conversation. It's gonna be it could be Gib Gabadee makes makes everyone seem a bit more smiling, happy. I mean that's the phrase. A good Gib Gabadee keeps the conversation going. <laughs> the well known phrase. Anyway, um would you like to try our daily blend call? Um it's a different one every day. It's very unique and it's almost coincidental to the person who comes in. No? 
Oh, do you know what? Okay, as, if it, as if there was some divine presence who knew that a certain person was coming into the cafe on a certain day and named the coffee a specific sounds a bit supernatural here man it's a bit much but do you know what I'll give it a wee try I'm not really a huge coffee fan myself but do you know what I'll give a wee, a wee coffee moment here a wee bash let's 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 just try a wee daily blend wow those are the most words I've ever heard for the word yet <laughs> so here is our daily blend um today's daily blend is do theatres need to modernize in order to survive so I'm just going to pass you the coffee there if you want to take a quick sip of that. Tell me what your initial thoughts on it are. I would say, do you know what, it's a little, um, it's very close to my heart, being a, a very theatric kid myself. Um, yes. I grew up, I know, it's like you read my mind. Um, I grew up doing theatre and I've done a bunch of shows in the Kings and things like that. Um, and I've been to a many queen shows. in the King's Theatre. That just ain't right. I know. They should change it to the Queen's Theatre. Um, but I have been there. I have seen shows in um, the West End, Broadway, and things like that, and all over. So I feel like there's a lot that um, when you see theatres nowadays and they kind of rebuild them or they refurb them and things, it's a lot of times where things are different. I remember going to, I was down in Manchester for a show. Um, like a drag gig and the next day I went to see um, a show called Anne Juliet um, a very new musical um, and I was in a theatre in Manchester for like trials right, for like and, previews and Juliet? Yes. Is the name of it Anne Juliet okay um, it's the story of Juliet had um, she not died so um, ah. died the story. and it's made up of I see. Um, does every sentence start with the word and? No, that but it's, it's very exciting, you know. It is. It's got very exciting music in it. There's um, there's songs by um, a diva called Ariana Grande in it, um, and things. Sorry, Ariana Grande. Yes, or um, or or Ariana Venti, as you could call her, in a sense. Um, there's songs. It's all songs by Max Martin and things. Um, but I remember going to see that, and um, it was in a, an older theatre in London. I think it's like, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's the Palace Theatre it's called. And the way like the seats were set out, it was like for a tall gal myself, they were very, very tight squeezed in. And it was kind of slightly uncomfortable for some of it to sit because it was very like close seating and things like that. So I feel like in this sense, theatre kind of can modernise for that factor to like maybe improve like their seating and things like that maybe like if that involves maybe taking out a row or two or something like that or spacing things out a bit more because sometimes it can be uncomfortable if you're sitting in seats that are very very close together because if you are like a tall person and things like that and sometimes as well like if you've got like um, a bag or something like that it can be like a bit um... so modernizing the physical spaces of theaters as opposed to the physical Spaces in theatres. Yeah, because um, I think sometimes as an audience member, you want to go and enjoy yourself and you want to be able to relax. And sometimes the way that old seats and things and all that are made, as much as it's part of like culture and a part of. Um, I know whenever I history. sit on a old seat, it's very uncomfortable. But by seat, I mean gentlemen, and by sit, I mean coitus. So, what <laughs> about modernising the shows, the shows themselves? 
I think when it comes to modernising shows, I've been lucky enough to see some shows that have been like more modern um, musicals as such, um, and then being able to see shows that are much more um, older shows. Um, so I think the one thing is, like, when it comes to like modernising shows, um, I saw like Dear Evan Hansen, um, which is like a very modern show, and relies a lot on technology because a lot of it involves screens and things like that. And um, when I say screens, sorry, I mean like um, like television kind of screens that um, move about the stage occasionally, things like that. Um, and for me, I don't know, I felt a little bit off-put by some of it because I felt like it took away from your imagination of feeling like you are part of the show. Like when you go to see mm. things like Kinky Boots and Wicked and all that, you get very drawn into it. Um, but whether it's like that, I lied a lot on there wasn't, it was very minimalistic in this sense of the staging wasn't as abstract and as um, huge as like musicals, like I say, like Wicked and things like that. So it kind of- So there's sort of a balance between trying to keep a musical traditional in the sense of the word traditional for a musical and also modernizing it where it doesn't lose that effect that the audience has when you're in the physical building yeah because i feel like sometimes you can't you want to go in and you want to like when you go see it's not as much as when you go see shows on tour but when you go see shows like things like wicked and um probably in fact, no, that's more about a musical, so I'll jump onto that in a second. But when you go see shows like Wicked and stuff, you get drawn right in by like the staging and things like that, with like the little um, extensions that they have and all that, and the clockwork pieces and all that, and the dragon and things. Where there's nowadays sometimes some shows are a lot more, it's just like screens and technology based. And especially when you look at things like Mean Girls, which is very much just like a huge screen that a lot of it's I do, Yeah, I do look at Mean Girls a lot. Just sort of a, why the fuck have you came into my shop? Yeah, they probably are the worst ones. Probably order the most obscure coffees, like a, a white mocha with hazelnut that they've saw on the TikTok. And oh, like worst one I heard? Worst ones I've ever heard? Americano. Ugh, what the hell is that? That's unrealistic for, to expect a barista to make an Americano. Ugh. Ugh. They just uh, pick the most difficult thing and they think you can just do it and you're like, nope. What if the mask for sugar packets? It's worse when Outrageous. Outrageous. When yep. people ask for milk. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, I'd like a tea bag with my tea. Is the water not good enough? No, no. You know, I'm just, you know what? Most people would just be happy that we have running water, okay? Why they gotta get fancy and put leaves in it? What is this? Exactly. What do you think (laughs) we are? The bourgeoisie? Ugh. Exactly. Um, But anyway, continue talking about your avid career in the musical industry, um, that you stroke your golden cap. And one musical I would say that's um, a modern musical that I actually really enjoy was um, I saw Spongebob Squarepants the musical and when I went to see Spongebob Squarepants the musical um, you walked into the theatre and the whole theatre was decorated with like shiny blue ribbon paper and there was like a shark hanging from the ceiling like a beach ball and all these things and stuff like that there was obviously elements hanging down that were part of the show but there was also like these added things and all that the stage looked like um, 
it came out and stuff like that and things and um, when they did like the opening number people walked through the audience and stuff like that like members of like the, the fish and stuff like that so it was really cool to involve all that but it still felt like a, a kind of a traditional musical in the sense of it had good staging it had like it had good like a, um, it had good scenery and good backdrops and things like that because they had a lot of things like when they climbed um, there's a song called um, yeah I'm sorry um, there's a song in the musical called Chop to the Top and they're climbing to the top of this mountain and things like that and they're, they're just climbing. chopping things I assume yeah, they're preparing they're a nice salad they are they're preparing a nice ice salad to fling in the volcano to um, make it warm and um, heat it up um, mm, it was... warm loose salad that's that's what I love that's what I love about modern musicals. A warm, loose salad. Mm. Exactly. It's just that little bit tasty. Um, but it was really cool how they did all that and things and how they made things come to life. So I would say that was a good modern musical. I'm not saying I didn't like Dear Evan Hansen, but um, I just wasn't a huge fan of the way it was um, outlooked. So I would say maybe more as such, like modernising more the theatre spaces and... Um, Maybe modernising how they can do some things is maybe um, the sense of seeing things that there's a lot of things obviously um, you can do a lot more of now because there's a lot more technology and a lot more things like that so that's why they go with like um, screens and backdrops but I do love that moment of knowing that when Elphaber runs out and says not her it's me you want and then runs up and the, goes up on the crane that you know is a crane but it's hidden by this big black curtain um, it kind of goes like in the sense of thinking like how some technology and things can overlook the aspects that you know and love like um, if they did that now would they just put it on a screen if they brought it back and things like that like or how would they how would they do it kind of looking at looking at it from that perspective but I just love going to the theatre and feeling like you're fully involved in it and fully like right there in that moment and I think if you see a good show like that then that's good but there's some that you do go see and you're a bit like well that's sceptical if you ever see Stuart Little musical that's a choice and a half in your life um, there's a Stuart Little the musical yes there's an S-T-U-A-R-T Stuart L-I-W-T-L-E Little what's that spell Stuart Little I'm dyslexic I, I have no idea I can do it slower for you if you want. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. So, in your opinion, it's more that we modernize the space of theatres rather than modernizing the content that is um, presented in the actual musical-like material? Um, I would say, yeah, I know, because in the sense of, like, modernizing that, the space that you're in is like great because then it allows people to maybe feel more comfortable and kind of um, allows for people to have a much more enjoyable experience but also in the sense of making what you're seeing on stage a bit more inclusive of the times that's one thing that I really really loved of Anne Juliet because Anne, in the show Anne Juliet one of Juliet's friends is called May and May is a character that has it doesn't have a gender, so they're not a he, they're not a she. Um, it is played by a male actor, but the part isn't but like... They, but they may be anyone? They may be anyone. 
And um, I just love how that is that, and it, it is the way that it comes up that he that you can be whoever you want to be. And he in the show sings, um, "I'm not a girl, not yet a woman," and um, by Britney Spears. And then at one point, he also does, "I kissed a girl," and they change the words to "I kissed a boy," and things like that. And they turn it around and change it. But it's really cool then to see because even in that moment when Shakespeare tries to go, but he and she's and um, Shakespeare's wife. It's like, no, hold on a minute. Who says you have to have a gender? You don't have to be um, confined into all these um, different things and that. Like, you can be whoever you want to be. Like, it's one of those things, I think, coming up with the times, how they incorporate things into these stories. And that is obviously a story that's um, fictional because at Romeo and Juliet both died and this is now a new take of what um, happens. So it's one of those things to see how they're now being inclusive of everyone in the stories. Yeah. Come what me. Exactly. Come what me. And so, um, one day more, you might find your defying gravity and you can just be who you want to be. I feel like those were references to things um, and I just don't get them. So I'm just going to move on to my next question. So obviously COVID-19 has hit every industry difficult. I know this as a barista working a minimum wage job, 25 hours a week, eight days a week. Um, do you think that part of the reason why theatres, etc. have struggled, not just because of the lack of government expenditure on them, but also a lack of not modernising to a lot of online shows, if that makes sense? I think it does make sense, but I think the one thing with that is um, there's only so much you can do with like modernising to like online um, like worlds, but also with musicals and, and shows and things like that, you don't want to modernise too much because if you then just went in and filmed your whole entire production and streamed it online, then basically like say like on a that. popular streaming site like um, Disney Plus. Um, having a musical on Disney Plus, um, a live recording um, published on there, people wouldn't go and see it afterwards, like in the theatre. Yeah, because it's much more easier and much more functional to be able to just sit in your living room and not have to go far. But also in the sense with that, um, if you're thinking of a certain musical that um, was modernised and put on Disney Plus, um, I have saw that, but it's like like you're lucky if your cheapest ticket sometimes for those shows can be like a hundred pound and sometimes people just unfortunately don't have the money to be able to afford a hundred pound if there's maybe like three of you in the family or four of you so you have to go and see just one show where there's like I think if some theatres maybe made some prices cheaper and things like that obviously the musical that's on Disney Plus um, it does um, sorry so I'll just correct you Disney Plus Disney Plus um, Disney it, Plus we do not Disney want sold at Cafe Sophie <laughs> Disney Plus, um, the one that's on there, um, uh, called Hillerton, Hillerton, Hillerton. Yes, about a person who failed to get the presidency. Hillerton. Yes, um, you could say that so it was out again, again, again for the price tags that it is. You wonder sometimes um, how, but um, I think sometimes about maybe making making theatre much more affordable for people as well would be a good thing for it to do. Um, but like you say, I think if you took a show and put it online, nobody would really want to go see it. Um, so it's one of those things, I think, that 
if you want to do things like that, maybe putting up odd performances of it and things like that. Because I know there's um, a musical that's on in London um, when the world's back to normal that's about to be made into, well, it's already made into a blockbuster movie that comes out through um, Disney's um, and uh, through one of their companies. And um, I know that you can stream that whole entire musical from when it went into the cinema at one point on YouTube or some other streaming place. And I think that's the thing. That still makes money and thinks that to be successful because it's not as... um, functional because it keeps getting taken down every time people do it which is the good thing because you should go support your theatres go buy tickets because these shows keep happening these shows make money and you can people get to go enjoy themselves but I think that it's one of those things that you just have to kind of maybe even bringing out scores soundtracks and things like that doing things with the cast maybe getting to know them I saw like some people have done that that's the way to kind of keep doing it but it's just a hard time that hopefully when theatre comes back people will support it and support the arts and go see them and we'll be able to get back on stage and shake our booties and theaters and things like that once more soon i see so i see that you've just um finishing off your drink there do you have any final thoughts on um our daily blend which was um do theaters need to modernize in order to survive i would say that yes they do have to modernize in a sense to hopefully make things much more like older older theatres much more comfortable and things for people to be able to go experience these shows and um, get fully dived into it because sometimes like I say it can be a bit uncomfortable in some seats but you're dying to see the show so you're seeing it anyway and as in the show wise I think if you are modernising a show hopefully trying to keep some musical theatre essence to it with maybe like backdrops and things and productions and things like that um, to try and make a modern musical just as amazing as an musical musical was and um, allowing them to be free and have fun with yourselves. I see. Well, that, that was a very in-depth analysis of our daily blend topic. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just going to go back again and get into a fist fight with um, the chef in the kitchen over your beverage. Um, don't worry, it's not because I want to uh, give you a good service here. It's because I don't want to be around you for the next 10 to 15 minutes. Well, that's okay. Do you think I can get a wee top up of my daily blend though, just before? Sorry, I can't hear you. Um, I'm going through a tunnel. Oh gosh, this is this is this is a long way. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, oh my gosh, are you all right? Yeah. Ah. Oh. Uh, he, he got you a good couple in there. Yeah. So um. It's got my ass handed to me back there. Uh, he, apparently he swore the sacred oath to only give the gays iced coffee. And We're talking with Corker right now about getting your drink. Um, it's going to take oh. a while, though. It's um, all right. If I if you just need to give me iced coffee, I can accept that. I don't want him to, to make you like, all battered and bruised here. Like It's not worth that. Just sort a little iced coffee can do you. It's sort of a, I'm now more invested in this than you are. Um, You know, I am a minimum wage worker and this is kind of my only way of standing up for myself is to do it on behalf of customers. Um, In the meantime, do you want to play like just another game? You know, I'm going to pop a couple Tylenol and uh, let's let's play another game before I start seeing colors. Yeah, I'm all down for that. Okay. Are you alright though? Are you sure? Are you sure you're okay? 
<laughs> so our game today is decaf or fill blend. It's a really simple game. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, recite three facts off the top of my head, like it's nothing. Um, and you're just gonna tell me which ones are true, or fill blend, or which ones are false, or decaf. So I've got three coffees in front of you here. One, two, and three. Sure, I think I can get there. I think I can give it a wee bash. Well, you've got more confidence in yourself than I do, so let's give it a bash. So, number one. The world's largest collection of theatrical costumes is in in Walt Disneyland in Florida. I want to see full blend because I... I feel like Walt Disney World in Florida is um, like it's made up of um, a variation of different parks, like five, six parks that all have like shows and things like that. So, and all have characters appear in it. So I feel like I could believe that because there's multiple things like that. Like, and um, they're not just like some parks like don't have just one show. They have like parades and they have like musicals and all that. So I feel like I could. I want to see that's full blend. Okay. Like, these are theatrical costumes, though. Do you feel like maybe they would have more things that wouldn't be classed as theatrical costumes? Like, I suppose there's so many Disney musicals nowadays that that is, you know, impossible. You know that famous one, um, the Tiger Queen? Um, uh, New Lynn. Paddle Baskin. Um, Yep, uh uh-huh, yep, that one. Um, the one about tigers. Um, you know, um... Beast and the Beauty. Um, I thought that Kinderella. was musical just about me there. I mean, I, I don't know who the Beast is, but I've certainly got the beauty nailed. So our next fact is... Um, number two. William Shakespeare once had to play Lady Macbeth. And you mentioned Shakespeare earlier, which is really ironic. So... How much do you know about our old guy, um, Shaky Pierre? I would like to say this is full blend. Okay. Why do you I think it's in, true? I think in the old, oh, in the more olden times of theatre, um, there was times when um, men had to play women and women had to play men and things like that. There was older times and things like that happened because um, you do see points of that in older theatre. Um, so I could say that probably did happen, but then I, I don't. I think Shakespeare obviously just wrote the play, so I don't actually know whether he ever started the play. So now I'm changing. I'm going to change my mind and say decaf because I, I don't know if he ever did act in a play. No, he just wrote mm. the place. Okay, so you're thinking that one's not true because he just wrote them. He didn't actually, you know, star in them. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Decaf. He's not an M. Light Shyamalan where he just appears in all of his works in the background. It's like a yeah. little cameo. Mm, I see. Okay, then. Well, let's talk about our third fact of today. Andrew Lloyd Webber once reached the top ten in the singles chart under a pseudonym. Yeah, I would like to... I'd like to think that's probably... Decaf because I don't feel like he ever did reach it in the top ten as under someone else like because I feel like 
Angela Dever is very much known for musicals, so I feel like it probably wouldn't be as such, it would just be a piece by Angela Weber, but Angela Weber would be more like a soundtrack that would make it to like the top 10 of an album chart and things like that, maybe like your Phantom or your um, Love Never Dies or um, maybe like Cats, Never Know, like that could be a, an omen. But then again, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I can answer this question because my um, my memories um, all alone in the moonlight. So it's a bit <laughs> like cats. Located. Yeah, yeah just like cats. Exactly. As in, you're trying to forget it even happened. Yes. Trying to forget, and then it appears on your television, and then you remember that disaster happened in life. And that's how I feel about all of my sex tapes. <laughs> so. And you don't think Andrew Lloyd Webber once reached the top 10 in the singles chart? No, I, don't, I went to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay, you're going to say decaf with that one. But you also said William Shakespeare playing Lady Macbeth is decaf. So Wait, was this two decafs and a full blender? This, two is, full one, blend this is one decaf and two full blends. All right, okay, can I cheat? Oh, oh. Oh, I know. Okay. okay, so I'll run through the I'll run through the coffees again for you. Okay. The world's largest theatrical costume collection is in Walt Disneyland, Florida. Full blend. That's number one. William Shakespeare once had to play Lady Macbeth. That's number two. And number three, Andrew Lloyd Webber once reached the top 10 in the singles chart. Okay, number one is full blend, number two is a full blend, number three is a decaf. Number three is the decaf. Okay. So I'll tell you which one of your full blends is correct. Okay. So William Shakespeare did once have to play Lady Macbeth in the play Macbeth, <laughs> obviously. You're a theatre kid, so I'm trying to force you to say Macbeth so you get bad luck. Uh, I mean, yeah. if I wanted bad luck, I could just say Sophie so fierce. That's a bit, that's a bit bad luck in my life, in a, a sense. I did just get out a fight, but I will slap you. Anyway, Lady Macbeth. Um, yes, apparently, it's reported that during one of the first runs of Macbeth, the person who was playing Lady Macbeth, who was a man at the time, died overnight. So Shakespeare had to come in and replace him to play the role of Lady Macbeth. Oh. I, I mean, that is kind of like smart because he would know the show and the same note because he wrote it. So. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it was just like a last minute. You know, like a certain Glasgow queen who has to get things prepared last minute. Sometimes, you know, backstage at shows, you might be related to them vaguely. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about somebody else there for a minute that um, works in a building. But no. No. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, do, I do know somebody that does have stuff um, ready last minute. Um, but, you know what? Yeah, she knows her stuff inside and out to go on there and be fierce and fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our last, I'll go over the last two, you said, which is number one and number three. Number one, which you said is full blend, 
the world's largest theatrical costumes collection is in Walt Disneyland in Florida, which you said was full blend. How are you thinking about that answer now? Do you trust yourself? Do you know, I still feel confident. I want to say I still feel confident. Okay. And number three, Andrew Lloyd Webber once reached the top 10 in the singles chart. That's the one you said is deep Yeah, I want to say no, because I, I don't even know what song he could have, like, got to it with, because it certainly was an Angelical Cats. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Well, it definitely was an Angelical Cats. Um... So, number one, full blend. Number three, decaf. Is that your final answer? Yes, Anne. That's my final answer. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Well, I can reveal that Andrew Lloyd Webber did once reach the top ten in the singles chart. That's incorrect. Ooh. He did it under a pseudonym. Um, and the song was Tetris. Um... And the sources vary on where it landed in the top. Some say somewhere, something like eight. Others say it landed in the top five. But yeah, in 1992, Andrew Lloyd Webber really managed to release a single that made it to the top ten in the singles chart. Oh, I mean, I wasn't even thought about back then, so that's probably why I don't think about it. Yeah, in the early days of the 90s. (laughs) Yeah. So long ago. So, so so long ago. But yeah, so the first one, um, the world's largest collection of theatrical costumes is not in Walt Disneyland in Florida. Um, Ironically, in Walt Disneyland in Florida, there is 1.2 million pieces that are in the theatrical costume collection, but it is not the most. Um, Do you want to take a guess as to where the largest collection is? New York? Nope. Gotta think across the pond. The West End? Nope. Oh! Really? Nope. Across the pond. Across the pond from what? It's, it's in the UK. It's in the UK. So it's not London, is it? Is it like Edinburgh or something? No. Um, it's in a place called Angels, which is in Keaton. Essentially, every production that has filmed in London has, for the past how many years, has stored the actual costumes in um, this place called Angels. It has the most costume pieces in the world. It has the largest collection. Um, Some of them ranging from very, very early Victorian productions up to modern-day film production, because it's near Watford, where a lot of filming takes place. Oh, that's interesting. And it has, essentially, someone tried to count how many pieces were in it, in the collection, and essentially, it's uncountable, but they know that it's so much more than um, the one in Walt Disney, because just in their jewellery department alone, they have over a million pieces. Oh, a million pieces of jewellery? Gosh, you're lucky if I have a hundred, a million, <laughs> the point of million. More than a hundred? I'd say you're lucky to get more than ten. That was decaf or full blend. So were any of those facts surprising to you? Yeah, probably the Andrew Lloyd Webber one, because I would imagine it would have been more of an album thing. 
game. Not really the costume thing. I mean, I did think Disney had a lot of costumes, but I can see that now. Aha. You can see that sort of happening. Of a, like, I can definitely see a day where Disney is just going to take over, um, if that makes sense, the number of costumes. But I suppose if you've got such an old and long collection, it makes sense that so many places will be like, hey, we're doing a film set in X time period. Give us costumes. Yeah. Because they're already, you know, pre-made and stuff like that. Yeah, and probably a lot because, like, there's a lot of shows and all that down there too. Probably you could get, like, a lot of costumes and things and all that for down there too and things. Yeah. So, um, anyway, um, um, I'm going to pass out from my injuries real quick. But before I do, I'm going to call corporate about, um, this guy not getting your drink. Um, I would say if I don't wake up in the next hour to 30 minutes, um, you work here now. So, this is how it works. Um, you can only get fired or die at your post. Um, so, you know, I'd get fitted for a barista uniform if I were you. Okay, um, where, where's the emergency exits? <laughs> you think we have emergency exits? How long was I out? How long was I out? Um, only about 60 seconds. Oh, no, I didn't beat my record. Ugh, not fun at all. <sighs> anyway, um, that's probably guilted the chef into making your drink or whatever. I want to play, like, one last game before we get your Do drink not. beverage. Why not? Go for it. I know. You've already been trapped here for so long, and I guess you've missed the opportunity of being hired here, so it could be worse. But I mean, the review I can put in after this will be extensive. Mm. I hope you're one of those Yelp people that just go around and Yelp at things and say whether they like them or not. I'll Yelp it all apart from the time frame. I mean, do you know, gosh, I came in here hoping I'd be back at work from my break, but my break did finish about um, 45 minutes ago, so I'm 45 minutes late back from work and I still haven't got my drink yet, but do you know what? You move on. <laughs> so the next game we have is called Inventy Words or Less. It's called that because we're a coffee shop and we need to use minimal Italian. So essentially, I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to talk about that for a bit, and then you're going to sum up your answer in 20 words or less. And don't worry, there is a price if you go over 20 words. Okay, talk. Let's, let's do it. Wonderful. So the question this week is, if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say and why? So the whole world is going to listen to you. And before you say it, you cannot plug your album. <laughs> oh. Okay, I, I think I think I've got I think I've got an answer in twenty words or less. No, no, no talk 20... about your answer first. What is oh, your talk like, about my thoughts? answer first? What are your thoughts? Um, I think if I had um, thirty seconds, 
um, I think I would probably try to tell people to um, be whoever you want to be. Don't let the haters get you down. Just be yourself. If you think you can't achieve something, never give up on your goals. Um, just keep striving to be better and keep striving to be you. And But love yourself and love what you do. If you don't enjoy what you do, then um, you're not going to enjoy it. But um, do things for yourself and... Um, be happy like the most important thing is the most critical person of your life is you but so as long as you're loving your life and you're being happy then that's all that matters doesn't care what any hater says or what anyone says like just be yourself and be fierce and be fabulous so why would you want to give out a message like that you know there's so many there's so many different things you can say you know you can essentially ask them to follow you on instagram or something like that you could, you know, recommend a local coffee shop by the name of Cafe Sophie to everyone. Why is giving that positive message the most important thing? Do you know, I think it's the most important thing to give something like that because it shows people, like, do you know what? If you, I think sometimes growing up, people don't get those kind of people to look up to and those people to see that they are being themselves and they are being their true authentic self even and they are being happy doing what they love and probably sometimes growing up in like a, a queer community like a lot of queer people might sometimes be looking going I want to maybe start doing drag or I maybe want to um, go to this place and I want to do this and they maybe are feel a bit nervous to do it but if they see people being themselves see people doing what they love then they kind of feel that part where you might be able to inspire people to be their true selves and inspire people to be able to do what they love because I know for me like being able to go on a stage and be myself and live my fantasy and do what I love is something the most amazing thing because you just get to show people that you can be you you can do something and even if people try and put you down do you know what you go on stage and you are not even on stage you can go paint a picture you can go play a game of football even or something like that. whatever your like goal or thing is to do go do that and show them that you can be you and you can do this because you know what you are amazing and you are yourself you know it would be really amazing playing football on a stage that'd be really impressive playing would, football on a stage, singing jazz hands at the same time maybe juggling but i what i do that's what i do with those 30 seconds i would play football on a stage while juggling you could and sing a number from Bend It Like Beckham the musical. Like, we're so tear. They're actually a Bend It Like Beckham musical? What? Really? Yes, there's a Bend It Like Beckham musical. And I will, uh, yep, there's a Bend It Like Beckham musical. And um, what's quite funny is um, uh, when I was um, learning to drive, um, there, it was like it came out. Um, and uh, what was really funny, um, I was, sorry, when I was learning to drive, um, the Bend It Like Beckham musical um, had came out and there was a song on the on the musical that I um, just kept singing because I was like, do you know what? This is going to make me get there. It felt the inspiration point to, um, to do it. And um, it was one of those moments I was like, do you know what? I feel, I feel um, encouraged and inspired to, to keep on going and um it was a song called glorious and it was like do you know what i can can um can feel glorious and be um that like superstar to be able to like feel happy after um all this is over you can get through it i mean i did set my driving test like four times so that's not the point but um yeah but like one more exciting things there was a bit to like become musical yeah 
Well, then I know exactly what I do for my 30 seconds. Tell them that there's a Bend It Like Beckham musical. That sounds perfect for me. So, okay. So in 20 words or less, you need to say what your message would be and why in these 20 words or less. So in 20 words or less, I can keep count for you. Wait, before you start, sorry, I have to say, and why I would say this message yep. in those 20 words, or did I get 20 words for my message? Nope. 20 words and why. Okay. Okay. 20 words to include the message just, and why. Just to be stretchy or just to... So what is your inventing okay. words or less okay, message? I, um, I'm, I'm ready. Be yourself. And don't let anyone ever bring you down. I would say that because it might inspire people to be who they want to be. So I unfortunately have to tell you that that was a total of 26 different words in that message. I lost count. <laughs> That's okay. You told me that you weren't able to drive until your fourth time. I suspect that's the case of math. Um, unfortunately, it does mean that we have to take the price. It is the oh. secret, sacred rules of Cafe Sophie. Um, If you could just put your least favorite six fingers on the counter for me, please. Okay. Before I do this, because you've been such a good guest, are you sure? Do you want to reword your answer at all before I take my price? You know what? I'm going to pay the price because do you know what? Just like Ariana Grande said in Seven Rings, if you see it, you want it. And I got it. And I got my answer out there. It may have been a few words more, but do you know what? I'll put my six fingers down. If it was only seven fingers, it'd be much more relatable to that, but I don't know. We'll go with six. Well, that's okay, because I am going to take six of your fingers. I mean, I look a bit like Michael Myers does in the new, in the new um, Halloween movie, um, because like he only he gets three fingers shot off, so um, that's okay. I'll go. You can be Michael down. Myers twice. Don't worry about it. Okay, well, I think your drink's ready. So, um, oh God, I don't know how I'm going to hand you this now. Um, do you want me just to tuck it under your chin? Um, what chin? I've got two. Okay, do you want me, you know what I'll do? I'll get you two and stick it under both. Okay. So one for each. So here is one your peach ice cube. Um, and you've already paid the price. So I guess this is... This is fine. Um, I feel bad now. I did, I did take six of your fingers, but um, you know, you can speak to my manager if you really want to talk about that. Um, if I was to, you know, follow you on social media, I guess, you know, just to check that you don't die of um, infection um, on the way home, um, how, how would I do that? Um, you could follow me on 
any social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Lola Fierce UK, or you can check me out on um, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can stream and download your music. Just search Lola Fierce and you can follow me on any of those platforms too and you can stream my own original music for your fun time, some Christmas music, some Halloween music, anything. Yeah, okay. Well, um, you know, if you yourself wanted to follow me, or, you know, legal reasons, because I did just chop off six of your fingers. Um, you can find me on Instagram um, at Sophie underscore Queen. That's S-O-O-F-A-E underscore Queen. Um, I always spell it out because I just hate it when people, like, mispronounce or spell your name wrong. Um, anyway, I'm going to oh. get the door for you, lol. Um, lol I get the just... feeling. Mm-hmm. Get yeah, the I'm feeling just going to get... pronounce your name wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna get the door for you. So um, off you go, off you go, pet. Okay, well, th- this has been a coffee experience to remember. So thank you very much. I may come back if I enjoy these peach ice cubes, or I may not be able to move. And I'm not sure how I'm going to drive my car yet. But do you know what? We'll it's okay. There. It took you four times. You could barely drive it anyway. Ah. <sighs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Cafe Sophie. My guest this week was Lola Fierce, a local drag queen from Paisley who recorded this in a closet full of horror memorabilia. Lola Fierce is known for her podcast, Beyond the Scare, where you can actually listen to me talk about the hit film about a teenage girl covered in blood. That's right, we're talking about menopause and youth. If you would like to support Lola Fierce, please look her up on Instagram at Lola Fierce UK and consider supporting her on her next album that will be released later this year. Give it a listen. Some of the music is good. The rest of it, acceptable. If you would like to support the podcast, um, consider joining us on Patreon. I've been so impressed by how many followers we've already managed to grab and it's really heartwarming to see how this podcast is coming along. Thank you all so much for listening and remember to share your likes, your loves, and most importantly, your coffee orders.